to Brood Podcast. I'm Bryce. I'm Jen. And I'm Adonis. Hello, guys. Thank you so much for listening. By the way, I love you so much. We are three best friends that drink coffee, and we just kind of hang out and just talk a lot. Yeah. And it's perfect. And speaking of coffee, what are we drinking today? Um, we are drinking something that Jen brought with her. It's called the Passport Series West Java from Starbucks. It's a you called it. You said it was a Spring Twenty Twenty Roast Limited Edition. Yes, Spring yeah. Twenty Twenty Passport Series. Yeah, I think you already said that, but I yeah, did. medium roast. Um, we're drinking it via a French press today. Um, Generally speaking, I am not a fan of medium roast, especially from Starbucks. I tend to go for the darker roast. It's funny because when I when I started getting into coffee and different tastes and different roasts and stuff, I was like, oh, there's things outside of medium roast. So then I tried light roast and I was like, oh, this is what I like. I really like light roast. And then as I started tasting more dark roast, I was like, oh, no. This is what <laughs> I'm wrong like. all along. <laughs> so I tend to gravitate now more strictly towards dark roast. Um, but if I had to put them in order, it would definitely go dark, light, then medium. I will. I really only drink medium if there's if I'm trying something new or if that's all there is. Because any coffee is better than no coffee. I opinion. feel like we went on the same exact coffee <laughs> journey, <laughs> which is pretty great. Um, and we also. The other different thing we're doing this time is he Adonis got a food scale. Yes. So we were actually able to measure things out uh, and try it in a very precise manner uh, mm-hmm. as it's generally recommended. So we did it that way. Um, so it should be, technically speaking, a perfect cup of coffee. So we're getting mm-hmm. the right uh, notes and measurements out of it. Uh, yeah, but yeah, same here. I'm not a huge fan of medium roast, generally speaking. It's an herbaceous... Um. <laughs> Jen's new favorite word of the day, everyone. She loves her baby. She looked it up. She's been pronouncing it and saying it in as many sentences as possible. It's pretty great. But it did not taste that great. What is though? What's your what's your coffee standard? Um. So I'm gonna be the worst barista ever. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm gonna get hate, but I don't. I don't really see like i feel the difference okay i don't really taste the difference but i mean i can taste when one cup is really good (laughs) (laughs) and one cup is not that great but um it kind of all kind of tastes the same to me i feel like do you think someone would have to be like really far into their coffee um, yeah bryce and i were kind of talking about this earlier because we were looking up just some some coffees online and all of them have all these fancy flavors mm-hmm. and they say, oh, notes of like graham cracker and all this crazy stuff. And we were Ooh. like, it'd be like, I would love to see a coffee expert, like a, be able to take a sip of coffee and pull all of the flavor notes like out of out of that sip, yeah. you know, because I would love to see that because a part of me is very skeptical uh, as to whether there are actually those flavor notes yeah. in the coffee, you know. Um, so I think that's what I'm excited about with this podcast and drinking, you know, different coffees on a regular basis exactly. with you guys being we'll able to start help to learn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, our taste buds will kind of change and yeah, and learn that because it is interesting. Because I'm the same way. I'm very skeptical skeptical about that too. And because I've I've never tasted notes like to yeah. this day. The most I get out of the coffee is 
knowing between what kind of roast it is, mm-hmm. I can usually guess. And then also, uh, like acidity levels and whether it's a smooth cup or not a smooth cup. That's pretty much where it goes for me. Uh, I don't, I can't say I've ever been able to pull out all those little like chocolatey toffee yeah. notes, whatever it usually describes it as. Um, Another way people kind of taste coffee is um, they locate it. Mm-hmm. In their mouth, like where you feel it, or um, where you, um, gosh, I'm where it, like, hits so your bad taste at buds, this. Right? Yeah, like, yeah, like where where you feel it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this I mean, one I felt at the back of my throat. What about you guys? Oh, that's really interesting. Take I don't know. I know about this because Jen taught me about this a long time ago. She taught me how to like sip the coffee and like roll it in your mouth, and then. You, you try to identify where you can taste it, and that should give you an idea on the roast, right? And then also maybe the, a little bit of the notes. Um, yeah, so for me, I, I definitely taste this one more to the center, towards the back of my tongue. Definitely not. It wasn't an upfront taste for me. Yeah, definitely mid-tongue. Yeah, it was definitely mid mid to back tongue. I actually yeah. got pretty much the same thing. It seems like we have a couple of coffee experts that listen to the show, so I'm I'm interested in hearing their feedback and hearing how stupid we sound with this stuff. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of that, I actually did have a buddy write in about uh, a comment I had in the last episode where I talked about acidity levels or, or caffeine levels and... Um, and ro- like when you maybe you roast the oh, caffeine yeah, out like with dark long, roast to light yeah. roast, like maybe when you roast it longer, you're burning the caffeine out. Mm. Well, he he's he's very passionate about coffee, and he's um, and he's always been diving into it. And he brought up that he said, "Well, it's that's not technically true. What's actually happening is is the longer you roast the bean, the it's reducing the mass. So when you reduce the mass, that means less caffeine." Because there's less mass to, to store the caffeine. So technically it was kind of true, but I was also very wrong scientifically. So, <laughs> But yeah, so yeah. the longer the roast, the smaller the bean becomes, which means less caffeine. It doesn't concentrate the caffeine. It just means less caffeine. I would a ball pit of greasy, <laughs> <laughs> greasy um, coffee beans. Greasy? A ball pit of greasy? They're not greasy. They're... They're um like a child ball pen, like a <laughs> like you want Yeah. Like an adult ball pen of, of greasy coffee beans. Yeah. Do you guys know what I mean by greasy though? No. Okay. I, mean, <laughs> I just think you're adding lard to these coffee beans <laughs> and you just want to go swimming. <laughs> no, definitely I mean sometimes <laughs> Why are they shiny then? Jen pointed greasy. it out like and it does sometimes leave like a, a texture on your fingers if you're you Yeah. Know. I don't know if it's if, greasy. I don't know what it blonde, is, but I feel like they don't get the the shininess hmm. and like the wet looking. Yeah. Um, there's got to be a reason for that, right? I mean, there's a reason for everything. It's, yeah, it says normally in darker roasts because um, the. Sorry, these oils <laughs> will evaporate oily. on lighter roasted go. beans, which rarely look oily. Very dark roasted beans will produce more oil on the surface. Is that a Google explanation? Yep. Yep. Oil. That makes more sense. Not greasy. Not, not, <laughs> Oily, not greasy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. Um, but cool. Uh, we Yeah, we're already sort of on the feedback train. Do we want to get into some more notes we got on our uh, Yeah, our we received yeah, episode? I'm so sorry. That was so rude. I, like, cut you off. Oh, you didn't cut me off? No, you're totally fine. Uh, and, Joe, thanks for that uh, commentary and filling us in on that. That was definitely very interesting to learn. Um 
and more commentary we've kind of gotten back is um, people being interested in mushroom coffee. Mm. And so I started doing a little bit of research on that, and we plan on ordering a bag. And hopefully we'll have a lot more to talk about on that next when week. When you order that, like, how is it? Is it already made and you just brew it? Or, like, what do you do? It's So it's the same as coffee, just like if we're buying a like bag of coffee. Beans? Yeah. it's So I, it might be ground it's already. already ground, I yeah. think it's already ground. It's oh, not going to be okay. beans. That makes sense. Um, but it should be already ground. And, yeah, so I'm going to order some so we can try it. And hopefully we should have but all the yeah. information for you on... Next week's at what should be June second, mm-hmm. I believe. Uh, so on that episode, we should have a lot of information on mushroom coffee, which would be really cool to try out. For sure, if everything goes to plan. If everything goes to plan. Um, yeah, some of the feedback that I was most excited about was all the enthusiasm for our coffee discussions. Um, definitely was a little bit of a surprise. We, you know, we definitely mm-hmm. the, the coffee portion of the show is definitely going to be a big portion of the show, but we. Where I was surprised that there were so many people who were excited to hear us talk about coffee, which I'm makes me excited too. because I, mm-hmm. I love talking about coffee. And I, I think that with with that sort of blessing from our listeners, it, it means that we can go into some more weird places with our coffee and try yes. new things without having to you know worry about talking too much about, about coffee. So super excited to take this coffee journey with my co-host. I think it'll be super fun. Be a lot of fun. Yeah, please send us like emails or yeah. just DM us. You know, yeah. Let us know what you guys love. If there's some weird roast or blend that you guys like, definitely let us know. Because I, for one, am down to try pretty much anything. Um, there's that infamous coffee that that runs through the digestive tract of that. Uh, <laughs> I think it's like an Indonesian cat or something. So hey, if if, if you, you know where to get that it, and you want to send it in, <laughs> I will. I will gladly try it. You know, so not. We will also accept a donation of seventy five dollars <laughs> to, so to order it, <laughs> so we can actually try it out. Yeah, yeah. Um. Be pretty but yeah, great. I was. I'm just. I'm just super thrilled. I don't know if you, if you guys are. I'm sure you are. But just the uh, the amount of feedback that we got, you know, I just. Yeah, I felt like every day I was getting someone yeah. else listening to the episode and commenting yeah. or sending in. Um, Bless you guys. Yeah. yeah, it was that was fantastic. Thank you. Shout out to my sister and my cousin <laughs> and my friend Alexa. And my boyfriend and my dad. I just want to thank God. All, without him, all things are. You know, it's like I'll throw one more out there. Thank you, Sierra, my sister, for uh, uh, bringing up mushroom coffee. Because I actually don't think I would have ever heard yeah, of it. Or yeah, I mean, eventually, I'm sure we would have stumbled into it. But it's yeah. cool. I uh, have a little bit of direction, something new to try. So I'm I excited to order that. Was a thing. Definitely did not know it was a thing. Um. Yeah, cool. So with that being said, we have uh, an episode today coming up for you guys. Mm-hmm. We're going to be talking about some some of our goals and our, our dreams and stuff. So um, you guys want to grab a refill and we'll uh, jump into that. Let's do it. Um, before we get into the serious stuff, though, uh, I had a question for you guys. So I don't, I don't mean to spring this on you, but I'm going to spring it on you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just recently celebrated my 30th birthday. You know, uh, about a week, a week and a half ago. Um, and 30 was always one of those ages where I felt it, it felt like unattainable. You know, it felt like so far off that I never thought I would hit it. Like, you know, hmm. 
16-year-old Adonis was like, oh, 30, that's so far away. I'm not even going to even think about it. Um, so I was just having not, I, I didn't have like an epiphany, but I sat down and thought about it for a while. And I was curious, like, was there an age, Bryce, you're 30, Jen, you're what, 25? 25. 25? Yeah. Is there an age that you guys have hit or are like, that? that's like, that you're aware of in your head where you're like, when I get to that age, that's going to mean X, Y, Z. Or after I hit that age, these things became real for you. Was there like a significant age for you guys that you um, thought about? With me, no. I remember when I was like 16 and I was getting a cell phone or something or 18. I don't remember. And So clearly not it, it that was, significant. <laughs> <laughs> I was getting a cell phone and the girl asked me how old I was. And then she was like, oh, yeah, after like 21, you know, there's nothing to look forward to. Like there's no like thing that you need to hit. Like, oh, uh, when I'm this age, I can do this, blah, blah, blah. And um, she's like, after that, it's just going to fly by. And I just kind of was like, uh-huh, yeah, like whatever, you know. But I'm already 25. And oh, me thinking about high school, like, I don't remember much because I hated it. But when I look back, I'm like, that was like nothing ago. But it was actually like eight years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. crazy. Yeah. So eight years from now, I'm going to be a full-grown woman. So that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's so I don't know right you now. don't consider yourself a full grown woman right now. No. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, I don't think I ever really had that age that I thought was unobtainable or that I was that just felt super far off. Everything's always felt like it's right there. Mm-hmm. But um, my cousin, he's about two three years older than me and he would always tell me when he was 28 I was about 25 26 and he would always tell me um that he would just tell everyone he's 30 and I'm like why would you do that? that's taking away two years of your life <laughs> yeah, like why a, yeah. why would you do that and he said well I mean I'm basically 30 like it like you know he had a wife and he had a kid and things like that he, was, he had this routine and he was um he was just doing a lot with his life at the <clears throat> at the time and uh, I just didn't understand, and then I got to 28, and I began to understand because I started to do it, and I didn't realize why I was doing it at first, but then I realized, like, it's not like I had any big plans for 28. It's not like I had any big plans 29. I mean, like, life-wise. Like, I was doing things. I just mm. didn't have anything that was going to happen specifically during those years. Um, there were things I was already doing, but I wasn't planning there wasn't anything that I none of my goals were going to happen or end or get accomplished in the next two years. So it's going to be maybe like saying like the twenties is like a feeling in itself, and sort then thirties is like you've got your life together. Uh, maybe not together, <laughs> but I definitely have goals I know that will get accomplished in my thirties. I'm actually yeah. working towards. So for me right now, thirty-five is that next kind of big number for me because that's where. Just mathematically and things I have, things lined up for, obviously, life changes, things are going to happen. But yeah. to me, that's my number in my head. The 35 is the next big thing where things are going to happen. How long me. has that been the number in your head, do you think? Uh, a few years now. Okay. Probably two years solid, probably three or four years kind of tentatively. But so it's, you're not, you haven't been like moving the finish line for yourself? like or have No, you? Okay. no, that's okay. kind of been, um, I used to pressure myself time 
wise and yeah. think I needed to have certain things three years ago. Mm-hmm. Every day I would think that, and I was like, that's just not healthy. And I eventually was able to get out of that. But so I gave myself that 35 kind of timeline and then also telling myself it's probably going to move. Yeah. But that's where I'm not going to use that as an excuse to not make decisions that will get me towards my goals. So I'm just going to say 35 is the most realistic number. If it happens before that, awesome. If it happens after that, that's okay. I'll just move my timeline. So, But that's just kind of where I'm at right now. Before this, I don't think I had major years that were especially like significant to me. Because no. like if I wanted to accomplish something, it wasn't my age that was stopping me. It was just me stopping me. So. Yeah. As someone who didn't really finish university or anything like that, I don't really care about age. I'm just, like, going with the flow. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I've always been, um, I've been, like, a reflective person in my life. Like, I've always looked back on things Mm -hmm. rather than looking forward to how things should or are going to be. I don't know. Maybe that's not healthy. Um, But I've always, like, looked back and been able to reflect on, like, past experiences. Um, So I think, like, looking back on my 20s, I feel like my 20s were, like, I allowed myself to be selfish. Maybe not some, maybe not selfish, but I, I, I don't know another word for it would be. But I, I, uh, my 20s were all about me. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember, like, I was playing catch-up in my mid-20s, probably, like, 23, because I didn't, I didn't really do much as a kid. Like, I didn't, I didn't have, like, a rebellious phase. I didn't drink until I was 21. I never, like, partied or did anything crazy. So... I, I kind of felt like I was playing catch up in my mid twenties. Like I wanted to have all those experiences oh, yeah. because I didn't want to. I didn't want to be one of those people who, you know, ends up fifty or sixty and looked back on his life and was like, "Damn, I didn't really have any fun as a kid. I didn't really do anything super interesting." So I I wanted to make sure that I that I had those experiences. So looking back on my twenties, I can honestly say that I definitely had a lot of those experiences. Like I had a lot of fun in my twenties. I did a lot of things that I'd never thought I would get to do, took some great trips and not to say that that part of my life is over, but if I were to die today, I, mm-hmm. I don't, I wouldn't be like, I wasted oh, nice. my youth, you yeah. know, like yeah. I feel like I got a lot out of my youth. And again, I'm 30, I'm not 50. So <laughs> yeah. and I apologize to any 50 year olds out there. 50 <laughs> is still young too. You know, you could do a lot at 50, but um, so I think I'm thinking like my 30s are probably I'm going to try to dedicate them more to like, I mean, like you guys are saying, like sort of plan out actual things and and do things that will benefit my life as a whole, I guess, rather yeah. than just living in the moment. Mm-hmm. And that's I guess that's a good way to put it. I lived a lot in the moment in my 20s. Like I didn't yeah. think about the future. That's awesome. I, I think in my 30s, I I'm think I need to, to live that. more because I'm always talking. I mean, I'm always thinking about death and so if i were to die maybe and maybe if we have like a if we live past death or whatever (laughs) (laughs) i would look back and be like dang i didn't really get much done and i think that's probably why i'm anxious about it does that make sense Mm -hmm. yeah because if i had bucket list thing i mean that's why people make bucket lists because they get anxious about not accomplishing certain things Mm. and so they have this list and make sure that they start tackling it so yeah and bryce you you had talked about you know like things you wanted to have accomplished by 35 and you have some actually like super interesting ideas about what you want to accomplish i think Mm -hmm. ideas that not a lot of people 
I don't, I don't think you find a, a lot of people who have similar ideas to you as far as like where you want your life to go and putting that in a very broad uh, you know sense yeah. but yeah you want to talk a little bit about what you want to do with your life I know that's a loaded question but <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah I mean so as I'm getting I don't know every year I'm definitely getting closer and closer to more knowing who I am in a moment and knowing what I want at the end of my life. I've always kind of had a picture of it Mm -hmm. and agreed with myself that that's my goal, but I've actually been feeling it and being in certain moments where, um, where I really feel like I'm, I'm, I'm recognizing moments where I feel the most myself and the most at peace and how I could see myself just living my life day to day. And it just feeds into my big picture for myself later on. And what that is, is I want to own land, um, build a small home on it. I always use the word tiny home, but it could really just be any home at this point. And just something that's more um, just a home for myself um, or that's the way I want it to be built. And I just see myself in like this clearing with a bunch of forest surrounding me. Maybe some rivers, you know, just basic nature stuff surrounding me. So I want land, build a home on it, and I want to build it myself, um, which is why it'll end up being a tiny home because I don't see myself being uh, – <laughs> there's so much to learn. I don't know if I could learn and build a proper big house. Yeah. <laughs> but so the where 35 comes into play is financially speaking – that's I see myself being able to make the money I need to buy the amount of land I want to buy. Mm-hmm. And plus, I don't know where I want the land yet, so it gives me enough years to kind of travel and determine where I would want to buy this land. Uh, and um, it allows me just to, and it also gives me a huge buffer to see if that's really what my goal is. And I've had this goal since I was about 25, and I'm 30 now. And over the last five years, it really is what i want and it's every year it's coming more and more into fruition and it's becoming more clear that this is it's exactly what i want um so yeah that's kind of that's my goal for myself Uh, i have talked about um how what i would use the land for what i would do with it i've always been uh, a huge traveler Mm -hmm. and i would love it to be kind of um, I would love to build other smaller homes on there. So if people are, if I happen to choose a state or choose a place where the land is uh, kind of near um, other things, where if people are road tripping or if people are trying to go to an event nearby or want a place to stay or people are just trying to kind of escape life for a little bit, people I know, yeah, you know, then I can provide that for them and I can kind of provide That's like awesome. a little weekend escape for them or. You know, you always have that family member who just needs to get out of the house for mm-hmm. a day or needs to escape. And, like, I want there to kind of be a thing where they can just call me up and be like, hey, I'm coming over for the two days. And I'm like, cool, I have this, you know, I have this home set up for you, this little tiny home, basically a small apartment they could just escape to, and there's a bunch of nature around. You can just unwind for a little while. Yeah, because you've talked, I mean, you've talked about this a lot in, in the past, you know, in our personal conversations and stuff. And, you know, we, we talked about it a few weeks ago. And, you know, we, we got into a little bit of, like, what is what does that look like in terms of, like, um, like looking at it, I guess, 
literally as like how you're going to get all these materials and stuff together. Mm-hmm. And we talked a little bit about the process of building the 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 homes and the land and everything like that. Um, but one thing that I wanted to bring up to you then that I'm going to do now is like how important to you is the process of of building this. Like if you had to put like. Uh, like I don't know, we, we won't do any like numerical amount, but how, in your own words, like how important is the actual process of building these homes and like, like every, growing the details it? and doing it all like yeah, kind of like, well, quote unquote, by myself it? or yeah. hiring people who know how to who are actual electricians or yeah, actual, that or I guess even more like looking at it as more of like a, a, a cathartic experience for you. Like, is the is the process like of the, building it important, or if you could, would you, would you would you be able to snap your fingers and have it made? Yeah. And or is the process that's important? been part of my my mindset as well, and what is also part of the buffer of years when I was twenty five, starting to think about these things. Yeah. Um, and making 35 kind of that goal is also to breathe and think mm-hmm. about those exact things. And recently what's been on my mind is actually that's been a pretty recent thought the past few months is how important is the process to me? Or do I just want to buy the land and then have someone build my homes for me and I just tell them what I want? Mm-hmm. And um, now I've been thinking about it more and I can really see myself not just like loving the idea of of the process of building it myself. Mm -hmm. But I do see myself, no matter how long it takes, building it on my own Mm -hmm. and learning it as I go. Because I want to learn these skills. Like, these Mm -hmm. are things... One reason... There's a few reasons this idea started. One big reason this this idea started of the land and building the home is it's not about isolation. It's not about escaping the world. It's about learning the skill sets Mm -hmm. And it's about something owning this land and building this uh, this property that I get to pass on to a future generation. Whether I have kids and I pass it on to them, or I pass it on to somebody else who I know will take care of it and mm-hmm. will appreciate it as much as I do. Uh, it's about passing it on and also passing on what I learned and mm-hmm. the skill sets that I learned. The skill sets I think are really important to know. I don't think everyone needs to go out and build a house, mm-hmm. but I would like to be able to know that I put in this kind of work and had this kind of discipline that I feel are important to to building a character and building yourself as a person, especially someone who I don't have severe mental disorders or anything, but I do go through depression mm-hmm. and uh and anxiety and those different things to a certain level. And I know that and I know that certain disciplines and things like this have helped me. Mm-hmm. However, I didn't grow up with those skill sets, but I am now in a job where I use where I use drills. I build things. I build wooden yeah. materials, and I do some construction now, which I've never had before. And I always just thought maybe I just like the idea of doing all this, and I think it's important to have all these skills for yeah. myself as a person. And then I've been doing it, and it has been absolutely amazing for me. It has been absolutely beautiful just to have my hand on a tool. And putting something together, and now it's up and it's standing. Like nice. I put that together. Like someone gave me a schematic, sure, but good. That means I don't. That's I don't know how to build a schematic yet. So that's yeah. fine. And I have something I can trust. But I still built it and put it together, and so it felt so good. And I knew that my idea of wanting to build the home was. Wait, you're gonna build it? Yeah. With your hands. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because oh. I brought that up because I was like, when we were talking about it, and we were when we were prepping for today's episode, like I, 
went to because I, uh, I I read Khalil Gibran's The Prophet a lot. It's probably the closest thing to mm-hmm. like religion that I subscribe to. Um, and there's he's, he's got all these sections in there, and one of them is about like labor, and he talks about uh, a big portion of it is talking about like building things with love, like you nice. know, like if you if you if you labor with love, basically you you will appreciate what you build or what you do so much more than if you would have someone you like know, do it for you like you would appreciate it about people that build things the other day yeah. i think yesterday there's this girl i don't remember her name <laughs> Some, simone or something like that she's really popular on youtube shout out to simone or something like that <laughs> <laughs> and she used to build things all the time yeah and she was on this like journey to meditate every single day mm-hmm. i was just thinking about her she got like a brain tumor so oh is this oh, the girl who, who builds uh, a bunch of things like just random the, like projects. useless yeah. robots yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah oh yeah she's great yeah. yeah yeah i watched i watched the whole surgery i watched uh i watched yeah. all of her videos i haven't kept up the past four or five months I it's think. like gertz or something like yeah. that yeah. Her last name. yeah cause she did a, t- a ted talk after yeah, everything she's great. that was really really interesting um but yeah, and I mean that's obviously that's something that brings her joy to do that mm-hmm. to do those kind of things. So yeah, I was just curious because I was like, yeah, that's I'm, I'm sure that's got to be imp- an important part of Definitely. something. And and like another question, and then we'll give you a breather. Um, like, oh no, you, I love talking about this. <laughs> um, like how how I know you want to buy like a specific amount of land and things like that. Do you see it as something that's going to be constantly growing and changing, or is it one of those things where once it's done, you just kind of want it maintained? Um, I think, um, I would like to just keep maintaining it, but I'm completely okay. open to it changing. I actually do envision it just always changing. Um, okay. whether that's by my own desires or, you know, if I meet someone and they want to build this with me yeah. or they have their own ideas of how, like, this is something we're going to be sharing now. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like it's been my goal, my dream. But if I meet someone and I want to start a family with them, like that, you know, that does change things. And so if like, you know, we own that. And this other person, you know, doesn't have an apartment, doesn't have their own place. Maybe we don't have our own place together. It's one thing for me to be on my own and just like camping out on my land and building this thing. You know, that's a whole individual journey. But Mm -hmm. if I'm dating someone now and they come into the picture and we want to start a family, things kind of escalate in that manner. Well, then I'm I would definitely be open to. Okay, I already kind of have the idea of what our house is going to look like. Let's Mm -hmm. hire some people. Let's have them build this and change it now. As far as your question goes, like I can see it, uh, the land just changing. And maybe we want to build a different type of home. So we build a different one, and maybe we tear the other one down. And we use some of those materials from that house on a different house that we're going to build. Or maybe people move into the land with us. Maybe we want to share it with friends or other people who want to you know, sell a plot of it and have it. Or we see gardens growing, or we see different um, things changing on it. That'd be awesome if you could have your own community. Yeah, and yeah. I know that's something I've uh, is that culty? thought about. That that's that's that's, the, that's the line we've. <laughs> so actually, Adonis and I have specifically talked about that, and I think on one on one hand, it can be. I think it just depends on the goals and what you're achieving, what you're trying to do. Yeah. And I think that is something very important that I have uh, will be putting more thought into. I have thought about it some and. 
I think that, I mean there's a line there somewhere. I just don't yeah. know what it is. I mean there are communes that exist without being cults, and when yeah. you say cult, I feel like there's there's definitely a negative connotation yeah. behind it. But I feel like yeah, you know, cults aren't completely negative. Not, it's yeah. just, if you have a community of people, if you if you have a commune, that's yeah, what they it's are. A, yeah, 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 it's like if you have that, and as long as people aren't doing anything illegal, or if you're not yeah. doing anything, well, think like, about brainwashing people so as long as you're not doing that i think about it more as my close friends would come to live on the land with me but that's (laughs) like well that's kind (laughs) of how i see it but like what if people start building like routines or like oh we're so used to like everybody borrows each other's sugar like you have to help us like, I mean, I think as long like as people, like as long outcasted. as Bryce doesn't start making people call him master. Or like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not like I'm not going to like set rules and laws of the land. Like yeah. I don't think like but, it's all about because when I think of your question about are you willing, you know, what do you, do you see things changing? Or are you just going to maintain it? It's like I see it just growing and changing all the time. Yeah. And if, especially if other people come to one, it is my land. So if other people, if I invite people to come live on it, then it's it's our land. Sure, I own it, but I'm not going to just set. You're not gonna be. The I'm not dictator, gonna. I'm yeah. gonna like be a dictator and yeah. create that whole hierarchy mentality. Yeah. <laughs> We're like, yeah. you. This is our. This is our community circle. I lead it, and yeah. these are what the laws are of the land. It's more of just like, if I'm inviting someone to, I know these people exactly. Like, I, that's kind of like who's gonna be like you know, wanting to do something. I don't want to do a law of the land situation. Yeah, of course. I was listening to Joe Rogan one time talking about depression. With this man that was talking about how, like, basically, like, loneliness is, like, really bad. Well, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, people that live in community and have that community, like, sense of, like, family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they definitely feel a lot better. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why, like, Mexicans, they stick together, you know? Like, you don't leave until you are, you have your own family. Hmm. But. Yeah, I don't know. Do you see that as more of like a like a I don't know like because I've I've seen the positive effects of that and I've also seen the negative effects of that. Do you do you feel that's more like I feel like with Bryce's idea, it's going to be people who want to come to this community and live there. Do you feel like like that sometimes people get stuck in that sort of tradition and that they don't have an, they don't have the choice really? Or I don't do you, know. Do you I feel think, like it's more people want to be a part of the tradition. I so think they are people feel like, yeah, like that's they want to be a part of okay. it. Maybe. I mean, question. obviously, yeah, I there's going to be people that want to leave. When I ter- when I was a certain age and I wanted to leave, I did. Because <laughs> I, I guess I've known people. I've known people from like you know Mexican households who have been like. I want to leave, and then their parents are like, "No, <gasps> you're not leaving." And then mm-hmm. if they end up leaving anyway, it becomes and a whole thing, like, and they're just oh, they get shunned oh, oh yeah, okay, that yeah. was basically my situation. Okay, I right. wanted to leave. I didn't tell them I was leaving <laughs> until the weekend before. Bye, and they didn't help me move. <laughs> yeah, and it felt weird. Like That's I wish, I, mean. so I, guess I wish I would have had was like the forced community versus the chosen. Right. Yeah, okay. So. But yeah, I would totally live on your land <laughs> if I could. And then we could have a community garden. Yeah, we'll see yeah. what the ideas turn into <laughs> when I officially... Because even now, until you know, I reach the goals of starting to buy the land and then and then start building, Like even then, my mindset will kind of more officialize by then. And then also, I am sure my mindset will change as I'm building it. Maybe as I'm building it, I'm falling really in love with it. And I'm like, no, so, this is my space. Like, I don't want people on my space. Oh, like, yeah, that. Yeah, I can yeah. totally see that happening. Like, mm. right now, yeah. it's awesome to think I would love to have my friends come and live on this land with me. 
But you know that could change. Obviously, it's a thought in my head. So that I'm when bringing you it up right look now. up land, it's mm-hmm. not that expensive, or what? Uh, it depends where you're buying it. it oh. Just like as if you're buying a house, it just depends where you're buying it. My parents are from a really small town in Mexico. Like they were born there, and um, I think it's cool to have like a lot of space. You yeah. know, like you can actually breathe and you can actually see the sky, mm-hmm. and at night, and like. But then there's also like that thing where it's like people that live near you, like you have to have a lot of communication with them. Every time you're leaving to go to the store, you say bye. Like, and like, that's nice. But then also sometimes I just want to run by and like cover my face. Like, don't look at me. (laughs) And I, is that because I'm very shy and like I get social anxiety, so I don't know how they're going to react. Or is it because I hate people or is it because <laughs> is it because I just don't want to? Maybe today I don't want to look at you. Yeah, Maybe I don't today think you, like, there's no law or rule book <laughs> yeah. that says like when it, when you have to say it or when you don't. have but to But yeah. if I didn't say it to them, they'd yeah. be like, "Oh, you, they would she get, hates like, me." I see. I yeah, see? that's interesting. And it's interesting that Bryce that you brought up, like you know, maybe wanting to flip the script and be like, "Hey, I want to do this just for me." Is it makes me think of one of my favorite movies is Into the Wild. Um, Which I still need to watch. Yeah, it's based off of a true story about this guy named Christopher McCandless, um, who basically shuns everyday like life, and he wants to go out and live in the wild and just be himself and be free and live off the land and stuff like that. We've talked about that before. Yeah, yeah. And I'm he, still gonna buy groceries. I'm not trying to live off the land, no, guys. But there's a, there's <laughs> one of the quotes that he wrote like right before he died. Spoiler alert. Sorry. Um, it's like, is that he scratched it in, inside of this, uh, inside of the bus that he ended up dying in this abandoned bus that was out in the middle of the woods. Um, and he wrote happiness is only real, only real when shared. Like that was <gasps> one of the last things that he really? wrote. Cause he was so, he was so in like intensely, like, I just want to go off and live and be like this nature yeah. man, this wild man and do my own thing and not, you know, not be connected to the world but like one of his last like realizations before he died was that this is like happiness can only be is only real when you share it with someone else and i i know a lot of people like i think about that too a lot to that belief but yeah it's it's because sometimes i'll find myself being like Oh, but like, why do I want cool clothes if like it only matter if this is probably yeah, a yeah, whole yeah. different thingy? No, but it's, but it's I'll be like, it. it only matter if I'm actually like out with people or if I take a picture and share it online. And I'm mm. like, why do I care about that? Like, yeah. what? Yeah. I mean, I agree with that because even though I did put up the thought that I might just be doing it for myself, like I still want. Uh, when I think of dating or relationships, mm. like I want to. Well, even just friendships, just anything. Like, I always, uh, pretty frequently throughout my life, I've always had ideas that I want to do, things Mm -hmm. I want to do. And, like, I'm going to do them for myself no matter what. Like, I'm going to do them. and I, But I always want people to be, I want people to do it with me. Mm -hmm. But it's very, very, very seldom that people want to do it with me or are as involved in it or supportive of it as I am of my ideas. And so it's, you don't want to wait for other people. Exactly. Cause yeah. I've of spent course. years, I've spent yeah. plenty of time waiting on people saying, Oh yeah, just we, next week or, yeah. or in a no, couple weeks that. or we're going to do this hike for sure. Yeah. Uh, and then I end up waiting and waiting and I don't do it because I want to share it with them. Mm-hmm. I want to wait and I want to do it with, I don't want my first time to be by myself. Exactly. I want it to be with them. And they said they're going to do it. Yeah. 
I wasted so much time waiting and yeah. now I'm just going to do it. And I'm, I'm not bitter about it at all. Like, you know, if they don't want to do it, that's fine. Um, now I'm going to do it on my own yeah. and not in a bitter sense. I'm excited to do it. I just, you know, I'm going to be the happiness is shared thing. I will be even more happy if someone, if I'm telling someone my story or telling mm-hmm. someone like, Hey, I'm working on this is what I'm doing with my life. And then they just show up and are a part of it or they decide they want to be part and they start becoming a part. Like that's when I know, like this is like this is a great yeah. person. Like it's, it's just, it, yeah. it doesn't so we happen. Were, we were talking about BoJack earlier, oh. and it goes back to that. I mean, even in that show, he there there's a point where he realizes, like you know, you kind I need people in my life for me to be happy. Like that's, mm-hmm. and I I don't know. Again, that's not something that everyone has to subscribe to, but I do feel like it's a common thread with happiness. Is like if I don't have anybody to share this with, then what's the point? You yeah. Know? And it, I think it even goes to something as little as, like, you, we've all been there when we really enjoy a song or a movie or a book. We want to share that with someone, and mm-hmm. then someone we care about, we share that with them, mm-hmm. and they don't have the same appreciation for it as we do. That's like a gut punch, at least mm-hmm. for me. Like, if, I, if I'm like, yeah. oh, I love this movie, and I'm telling my best friend, hey, you need to watch this movie, and they don't have that same reaction or at least a semblance of it, you're like, oh, man, I'm super disappointed. <laughs> like, I have know? two questions. I have do a thing you to say think, to you, Do you think that we feel like, do you think that maybe we haven't found the right people for us? Or do you think that maybe we should just have as many friends and, like, maybe some friends should like, or should not shouldn't, but, like, Maybe some friends will like those things, but not other things. And that's why you have other friends to share other things with. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. I think the latter. I, I would latter, say yeah. for sure. Like, I think, but I think you do. And I feel like everyone has that friend or those friends that they feel like they're super close with. Yeah. That they're like, I should be able to share. If something speaks to me on a deep level and no I share it with it you, is. no matter what yeah. it is. Like, I feel like everyone has at least, well, not maybe not everyone, but I at least have people who I know. Do you think know, a partner should be mostly I everything? So. I don't I think, think it's. So. Really? I don't, I don't no. know. That's a whole different conversation. Yeah. But uh, in short, I don't think so. Okay. I would like it to be. Yeah. yeah. I definitely, I, maybe, my want and my desire yeah. is for that person to be that, but I don't think it has to be I don't think it has or should to be. be. Yeah. Cuz I think can... I think friends and relationships are are separate. Like yeah. I think right. I, but and you know you do get those people who are like, "Oh, my wife or my husband is, is my best friend yeah. and I can" which is fine. That's I'm not a, saying that there's cool. anything wrong with that, but I also don't think anything's wrong with the opposite. Like I don't mm-hmm. think your wife or boyfriend needs to be your best friend. Like I think you know they're, they're different. We may like, just yeah. have yeah, like I don't I don't think it's it, it's a necessary thing for a successful relationship. Yeah. Okay. What were you gonna say, Bryce? Um, we can definitely talk about partners another time. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I was going to say Oh man, what was it that you said right before she said her questions? Uh, I was gonna say uh, I was like, two questions. Yeah, I just talked about like just sharing something <laughs> with you. someone and wanting them to have the same reaction you do. To, the, to that thing. Oh, yeah, yeah the gut punch oh. thing. That oh, was yeah. what it was about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I used to feel that way about, like, they didn't share my, my gut punch, and I would be super disappointed. Now I don't get disappointed. Now it's just a matter of... Now the only the only times I get upset or disappointed is if that person didn't even bother Ooh, to try it out or listen yeah. to it. Like, this Bojack Horseman thing is a mm-hmm. perfect example of it. I mean, this is why I love being in this friendship with you two is because we're each going to try 
are other things, whether it's not something we normally would yeah, or not, um, we each are going to try it, which is why I'm loving going through But you both really got involved with that show mm-hmm. and really got a lot out of it. I like it, but I'm not as in love with it as you two are, but I'm still going to finish it just because that's what I want for my friends. It's like if yeah. I recommend something and they're part of the conversation and they say they're going to listen to it or watch <laughs> it or whatever it is, generally speaking they'll at least uh, I, I would like them to at least try you know read the first 10 pages yeah. or listen to the first 10 minutes of this podcast or yeah because that's something i would are do are you upset that i didn't finish <laughs> no this was not a passive aggressive <laughs> comment on that because you did you listen to what the first song of each yeah. thing and if that's enough yeah. for you to i mean decide, i got the 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 vibe of it and yeah, i wasn't the context, in the mood real quick the context is that we each had a list of five albums that we mm-hmm. think were the best of all time. And um, and we each recommended a couple albums to each other. And these are definitely albums each of us would not normally listen to. Mm. And uh, and Jen only listened to the first Say song. Say what yours were. Uh, mine was Manchester Orchestra, Mean Everything to Nothing, and, <laughs> um, and then the album Scenes from a Memory by Dream Theater. And they're definitely just not either of their vibes. And yeah. I knew that. Um, and so it doesn't, but you did listen to yeah. the first songs, which is that's to me, that is an attempt. Like, and I know you, so I know that that was like, that's you, you got what you needed to out of that. I know. think the unique thing and, about, oh, sorry, go ahead, Jen. Oh no. So I was just going to say, uh, you told us to like, that it was like, a, it was basically like you had to listen to it all. Like, well, you told us we could listen to it like half and half, you know. Yeah. But I didn't want to do that. I wanted to get that full experience, and I want and I was always looking for a time to just like be alone with that album. But I feel like I never found it during that week that I was like not doing anything, mm-hmm. and now I just forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're also what's unique about us as as a group of friends is that we're aware that we don't all have the same interests, you know, Mm -hmm. and we're conscious of that. So I'm not going to go out and tell you guys to watch or experience something that, that I know you guys didn't experience and expect you to have some kind of visceral reaction to it. You know, like I could talk all day about how amazing like the Patriots, uh, come back in Super Bowl 51 was against the Atlanta Falcons and how that was like an emotional experience for me and it's probably one of the happiest moments of my life because I don't under, I don't want you I know you guys wouldn't care like it would be something where you would just like I, I have no idea what any of that means <laughs> it's a game you know so I, I yeah. wouldn't I wouldn't recommend I wouldn't put you in that that position to shoot me down I guess like I yeah I'm not I'm not gonna do that yeah. so and I think that goes for all of it I think they're like well Jen is constantly trying to push TikTok on us um, <laughs> well me specifically and I refuse so <laughs> I guess to some degree because she's that's pushing the wrong portions of TikTok on us <laughs> I think it's funny <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah okay so Jen you're w- the you're the younger you're the youngest of us you're the youngin. What what are some of your goals and and things you want to accomplish? Oh in life? shoot, okay. Um, <laughs> so I think sometimes I come like literally like when I get that burst of motivation, I yeah. come up with brand new goals. I'm not even kidding, and maybe that's not good because then that means I'm not focused, right? But I feel like ever since I I feel like I sort of changed changed um a year ago when I had like this whole thing in my brain that I was like wow I'm gonna die and be nothing and so ever since then I'm just kind of like 
be in between like living and doing whatever the heck I want and also being like really careful and scared all the time. Mm. You know what I mean? So it's weird. I feel sad that I had that I am like that I'm telling you guys and you guys are like, okay, do you not dream? Like, you know what I mean? (laughs) I feel bad, but not bad because I'm not entertaining enough, but bad because I'm like, wait, what the heck? I'm sad. But anyways, um, I think like I was saying before, I do think about death a lot. And so because of that, I don't plan ahead. Like now that COVID is happening too, I don't really, I want to be super hopeful and see the end. But at the same time, I'm like, oh. Do you have a, um, so for me, my idea came from just like this end goal picture. It came from a feeling and a vibe first of what I wanted at, you know, at the end, where do I see myself? Like when I'm, when I am like on my deathbed, quote unquote, like where where do I see myself? What's the feeling I want to have, and how mm-hmm. do I achieve that? And that's where my picture came in. Okay. It came in. That's where like the land and the home came from. And uh, and as long as I'm working towards that, even if it's slowly, even if it doesn't happen until I'm fifty or sixty, but if I am making decisions that build my character and build um, and build my finances towards that, mm-hmm. I'm happy. I, I, I'm satisfied. I'm doing what I can to achieve my individual personal goal of that. And, um, and I, and I'm okay. And that's what, how I stay focused on the end goal is, mm-hmm. is that's my, but do you have anything like that? Um, uh, th- yeah. So it, let's say I live till I'm like 75. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> solid age. Or past. I think about, um, living, uh, the main thing I feel is peace. So, and I love like nature. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to like live like in a mountain, but I do want to live like near nature. Okay. And I love Arizona. So I think I would stay here. And I do think I want to start a family. It's interesting mm-hmm. that you love Arizona though. Like, I don't. I didn't say I like the people. Oh, I, can't, no. I can't control them. No, I'm just thinking like because you. I just. I, well, Why? that's part of it. And but it's just like I don't know. I feel, I see you as a very like forward thinking person, and I don't think this is a very forward. Yeah, thinking no, state, that's so. what it's I'm saying. Say, think of you I as a traveler. Control. Whenever we talk, I just think really? of you as like a traveler or someone who would. Maybe not want to settle down somewhere else, but like I can see you coming back to Arizona and settling here. So I, as far as your vision and your dream goes, I can see that. But I see you doing like traveling so much before then. Mm. Really? And coming up with a bit of a different I'm idea. I'm a scaredy cat. That's my <laughs> problem. So my my boyfriend is a big traveler and he loves it. Like he's been everywhere. He's road tripped to places. He's driven to New York from New Jersey or something. Like because oh, he like stayed there or something. Like 30 minutes. Okay. I'm sorry. I don't <laughs> even know the map of Ari's of United States. Big traveler there. <laughs> He road trip from New Jersey <laughs> to New York, guys. Like, he's serious. <laughs> oh, my. That's I don't know. That's me, like five hours of the traffic. That's telling you that he's a traveler, okay? Okay. So, anyways, <laughs> I get scared of being somewhere that I that I don't know. 
that's but so like for your goal so you see yourself kind of like in a setting of arizona because you, mm-hmm. you see yourself I being here be so. a, a park ranger at one point oh that'd be cool and just be mm-hmm. like kind of hippie-ish but i'm not a granola what are they called granola I mean, yeah. I mean, that's. A, I, think that's a, I think that's an older I'm, term. I don't okay. give a slur. That I don't. Is yeah, that basically, a slur? like, I yeah. No, I, mean, it's, it's I forget not. the exact term or phrase, but there is like you being like a like. There's like granola hippies essentially. Oh, yeah, I, like I that's a. Um, but well, that's like I'm, that is like as an older slur and term, like you know. Towards wow. That, so. Derogatory okay. term, maybe. Not. <laughs> Anyways, I do picture yeah, myself I as a lot of a lot of hippie things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I'm not saying that I would like grow my everything like myself yeah. or like be anti-vaccine like i'm not like that either gotcha that's all i'm trying similar to, say. to what bryce oh i'm, I'm not, not saying yeah, they're anti-vaccine by the way stuff, i am yeah. not stereotyping anybody <laughs> i'm just saying <laughs> so, yeah, similar similar to what like you want to live with nature not in nature yes <laughs> i yes. guess like you want to still like be able have to a go big backyard yeah, and stuff like yeah, yeah. yeah i'd I love that, that. I, that. I used to drive like okay so like gilbert isn't a perfect type kind of thing Ooh, yeah. Yeah. or flagstaff yeah. i mean any one of those places prescott anywhere kind of more north yeah i love yeah. arizona yeah. like i love the sunset i don't understand why you don't love it I just don't. Well, I you can separate the people and the politics. I can't. I guess that's you're right. I just need because if I do have kids here, it kind of does suck in that way. Yeah, that's sad when it's made up of like twenty percent. I mean, if we're going that route, I mean, I would raise my kids out of country. (laughs) That's true. I would go live. That's a whole different um, conversation too. That's true. I do think about family a lot. That's why I yeah. wouldn't just be like, "Oh, I'm gonna go live in Europe." You know, there's a there's certain. Yeah, well, European again, a lot of your family is in cool. is in Mexico, so yeah. that's another reason to stay in Arizona and be close to mm-hmm. as that's close true. as you can yeah. to that that's to fair. the border. Yeah, so that's Fair definitely point. a holding factor, I'm which is there's very Even important though, to think oh about. Oh my gosh, Texas, California why? too. I mean, they're both close. California is expensive. Um, Arizona's getting there. But my dad, my dad <laughs> wanted to move to like Southern California in Mexico, you know, Baja mm-hmm. California. Yeah. And um, I mean, like, I like the vibe of California, but it's it's when I go there, I just go for vacation. I don't I, I wouldn't want to live. There. I mean, I, I can't tell you what to like and not to like. I just oh, I know. I, when because I've, I've known that about you and I'm, I, just, <laughs> I still think it's interesting that you are like that you're so in love with this this state. Yeah. Um, it's not my fault. I'm not. No, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It's just not something that I would assume. It's Maybe. okay. All the old people are gonna. Die. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Did you know that that Trump is nervous about 65 and plus people dying because they're his main well, voters? That's a fair point. Yeah. So. Thanks. Um, <laughs> I have like the opposite of what these guys. One of the op- opposite is a strong word. I am definitely the type of person that when I look you know, forward into the future, I definitely see myself in a city somewhere, like ideally somewhere like New York City or LA or somewhere because I've I'm I'm I grew up a city boy and I like I, I would I love to experience nature and be a part of nature for small periods of time. Mm-hmm. You know, I like if I'm gonna vacation somewhere, oh yeah, send me out to the woods and like I'll I'll hang out there for a week or so. But I definitely don't see myself living there forever like i don't see my forever home being somewhere disconnected um i just like i like the vibes of cities i like being 
places where I feel like life is happening. Um, I love the fast-paced environments. So like that, when I lived in New York for six months, that that was probably one of the happiest times of my life. Was just because I felt New York just has an energy where you just feel like you're part of the world. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it really, other than than saying it like that. But it's just you feel like you're in. You know, is that not overwhelming? I I, I love it. I thrive on that kind of energy. Maybe maybe if you are the type of person who likes privacy <laughs> or likes to you know be able to to breathe then maybe yeah but i love I, I just feel, i could be left alone for a month and yeah, nobody I, yeah. talked to I me i mean i feel like that good. vibe is basically i mean it's kind of like the vibe of this podcast expounded like in you're inside of it now because yeah. i mean a big point and purpose of this podcast is to grow and learn with each other yeah, and, be, yeah, yeah. and think about more different topics of the world intrinsic and extrinsic and i feel like when you're in a city you're completely 100% connected to it. Exactly. And I, lo- I love that feeling of being connected. I like the feeling of being able to do th- do stuff. Like if I there you there's never a dull moment in in New York City like or or in big cities. Like if I want to go see a show, I can go mm. see a show. I can go do something that people travel thousands of miles to do. You know, if I want to go and and do these crazy things that that people vacation to do, to be able to do that on a daily basis is just something that I would love, you know. Yeah. And I I, I, I would just love for my kids to be raised somewhere looking, you know, the family route. I would love my kids to be raised somewhere where they can experience multiple cultures all in a single space, you know, like not have to, you know, vacation somewhere in order to, to go to experience a culture. culture. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. I think about that. All There's time. so That's many like you, every every other block in New York City, you're going to experience a different culture. And I, I would love for them to grow up in that sort of melting pot of of culture and life yeah and because i do want my kids to be worldly people i do want them to be open-minded free-thinking people um and i think you have to not not that you have to grow up in a city to experience that but you have to be somewhere where you can experience something or or have people who teach you things that aren't closed-minded. Yeah. So, like, for you guys, you would have to, like, the Go out of our of way to do it. Exactly. And that's I, that has crossed my, that's a very important piece to, if I start a family and I'm in that, you know, I've built this yeah. home and this land. And, yeah, I'm not looking to isolate. I'm not trying to, like, be six hours from civilization. Like, yeah. I plan on being, like, at least, like, within an hour yeah. or, like, you know, maybe, you know, an hour away from, like, major grocery stores in, like, a city maybe. I don't mm-hmm. plan on... I'm not trying to escape the world again, yeah, yeah, like yeah. I said. Um, but uh, that was one thing that I've thought about is uh, when I buy the land, like it's going to be for money I have. And because you can't really, you can get land loans, but it's very hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for me, I would have to buy it all cash and everything would be money up front. So what that means for my kids is that since everything's already paid, I already own it. Mm-hmm then all my money can go towards making sure that they are experiencing different cultures. So I plan on traveling a lot and taking them to different places and spending a lot of time outside and inside that land. I don't plan on just like, you know, if I have kids, just raising them there. Okay. And then their and biggest then exposure is, then... <laughs> a, is a half an hour drive into town. Yeah, yeah. And like, that's not what I want at okay. all. Okay. Like, I want to, I plan on still traveling. I plan yeah. on doing lots of traveling all the way up until I die. Mm. And I hope that the person I meet, I mean, the person I meet would need to want to travel also. Yeah. And um, 
And that's, I want to take my kid to all my friends I've met around the world. I want them to explore. I want them to want to. Mm. So that's important too. I didn't, yeah, I didn't think about that part of it because if I, like people that are from small towns and aren't open-minded and stuff, like that sucks. Like You do, yeah. You hear about like the small town mentality. Yeah, Yeah. and I don't want to, you know, I, I don't want them to go to an elementary school that, or be homeschooled or yeah. go to an ele- elementary school where the kids like are raised a certain way. And if you're anything like a little bit different, like they make fun of you, you know? Yeah. And can you imagine when we grow, when we are of that age where uh, we're having kids, like the internet is going to be even bigger than it is now. Mm-hmm. So like most of their learning is going to be done online, mm-hmm. especially if you live, you know, in a limited yeah. area. So all of their information. And I don't know about you guys, but that terrifies me. Like, yeah. For if I, if all my, you know, life experience came from the internet, I would be a totally different person. You know, I would be a much more hateful person. I don't know I if that terrifies me. It's something when I think about having kids, I think about that's going to open up a whole new world to me that I'm excited for because that's going to force me to be more part of mm. the internet. It's going to force me to be more aware of topics that are going on. More oh, you aware. You better of... start now, Bryce, because you're already an old man. On <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing is, I when I dive into things, I deep dive, but I oh, okay. usually need a reason to. I need a personal connection to need. So when I have a kid. I'm so excited because there's so many there's so many educational experiences, so many things I don't dive in on my own that I would love to learn about. But if I took hours and hours out of my life right now to learn these things, they're not relevant to a skill set for my job. They're not mm-hmm. relevant to uh, right. things that we're learning together. Like mm-hmm. I would love to learn electronics. If I learned electronics right now, it's not like I'm trying to get into the career field of electronics. So it's legit. I'm paying money or I'm spending hours of my time to learn something that doesn't affecting me right now and I can't put into practice right now. Yeah. So, but if I have a kid, now I'm opening up their mind. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to I want their mind to be as open as I as I can have it. And that means exploring all these different educational pieces and mm-hmm. I get to explore it with them. And they're going to learn faster than me, mm-hmm. but I get to be there for it and I get to keep my mind open while I'm helping them learn more. So yeah. I'm excited for that. So yeah, the internet can be a huge part, but I'm not scared of it. I'm excited to have a reason to dive into it and to be more connected. Yeah, I I mean I agree with that 100. percent I the, the the part that's scary to me though is just that it's it's already super accessible for kids. Mm-hmm. I I feel like it's going to be more accessible in 10 20 years, and you know having to monitor what they're doing and and because you do and I know you know we I, I'm I'm of the belief that you don't want to censor your kids from real life, but I do think you have to like there has to be some yeah. level of censorship. Like there's know, certain children the minds aren't ready to, to exactly. learn, or you're not ready to yeah. explain. Like and that's just gonna get harder. I feel like as we grow yeah. up. I mean, you look at I mean not to take it not to shit on TikTok even more, but we talked about it a little bit last time. Like uh, like how many of these. People who are predators online go on TikTok and just have a field day with these young girls, oh, you know, yeah. dancing provocatively and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And it's like the kids, they're not thinking of it as anything. They're just following the trend. They're just doing what everybody else is doing, yeah. not realizing that there it's are people out there wor- who are preying Well, there's on been that. worse things on there, but I don't even want to talk about that right now. Yeah, but it's, yeah. But then that's just a small example, you know, that's yeah. just something that. And again, it's just going to get. And again, I'm not like I'm not trying to fear monger here. Yeah, the internet is great in certain aspects, but it's also a, a degenerate, you know, black hole of of 
terribleness as well. Like you can, mm-hmm. the, the, it, it's those two things at the same time. Because yeah. it's great that you can go online and learn about anything you want to you learn about, but it's also you know, let's be real. Um, I wanted to, unless you had more thoughts on those, I wanted to do a circle back on something. But did you guys have more thoughts on? Uh, I just wanted to say my last thing was mm-hmm. that I think at the end of the day, I don't really. Like a goal for me, my main goal in life is to be happy. Like that's all I really want, and that's all I really can ask for out Are of life. Are you not happy right now? I am, but I think long term happiness is different than like that. City momentary. living would be, <laughs> yeah. Like I just, oh, I'm, okay. I'm happy. I'm a happy person, but I'm, I'm content. But I think if at the end of my life, if someone asked me like, what, what goal did you accomplish? If I can say, I was happy for the majority of my life, then I think I will have lived a good life. And I mean, there's a lot that goes with that, but I think that's what I that's what I put most of my effort into is making sure that I'm happy and the people around me are happy. Yeah, it's important. Happy is such a, a it's a big different conversation. Word. Big, big yeah, we'll have a, we'll have yeah. a conversation about happiness. <laughs> okay. <sometime laughs> um, what I wanted to circle back on, you asked me earlier uh, in this topic, uh-huh. um, would you be um, open to are, are you looking to maintain the land or are you looking or are you accepting if it changes and grows and mm. all that um i just want to make sure i i'm not sure if i an- answered that completely to what you were asking or if you had specifics to what you were asking um well now you i think you did answer it when okay. you, you said you would like to maintain it but also you wouldn't be opposed to it changing yeah um, well, what did you have in mind when you meant when like I was thinking, it changing? Well, changing, well, I guess, because you had mentioned also that you would love for this to be something that you could pass down, you know, yeah. to a child or something. So I guess in my when I asked the question, my head was like, okay, when you're passing it down, are you saying... Oh, do you want them to... Do you yeah, want little this to Johnny, be... Johnny, I'm leaving you this land. I want you to keep it. Like, yeah, I want you no, to make, definitely you not. Like, I want you to make yeah. it your own thing. This is... Make it your own thing. Okay. And this is something... Uh, this is where I would hope... That I live long enough to where my child becomes, you know, a grown adult. Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> and so at that point, it's kind of like, look, do with it what you... At this point, okay. I hope to have a conversation conversation saying, hey, this land and all this has been very important to me. Mm-hmm. If it's not as important to you, I just need to know because then I will pass it on to someone who it's more important to or mm-hmm. who will appreciate it. It's like, and at that point, you know, I hope we've had an open relationship at this point yeah. to where they understand... It's not like a slight. There's no disappointment. There's nothing. Like, yeah. it's just, it is what, it's a fact. Like, mm-hmm. it's, you know. Um, but, you know, if they are, you know, a little kid and something and the land gets passed on to them and they grow up and, like, this isn't the life I wanted. Yeah. You know, sell it. Do whatever you want with it. Like, okay. to me, to me, the land and the house is my individual project. Mm-hmm. And now I'm growing uh, my family in this and and raising a child. And this is just something I that this is an atmosphere for me and my loved one to raise a child in, and it's the most comfortable and best atmosphere for me to have a mindset to do that. Mm-hmm. But as a child is raised, they're going to have a whole different mindset and what's important to them. And I would expect them to do with the land whatever they're going to do with it. I'm gone. I'm gone. It doesn't whatever I built. If that's important to them, they want to keep it going, go for it. Or if they have a different version of what that means, do that instead. So. Cool. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I think that was a pretty solid conversation. Yeah, there any any last thoughts or notes you guys want to have on dreams and goals before we uh, head I into something else? I think it's funny that I mean, it, I think it's great actually. Yeah, that none of us 
Okay, not to like, you know, be mean towards people that care a lot about their career or or measure mm. success with mm. money. Yeah. I think it's great that we kind of just establish like establish like feelings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like what we want to feel at the end, not Absolutely. what we want to have like physically. Yeah. I've always been a big believer in like who you are is is more important than what you do. Mm-hmm. Like I've never been yeah. the type of person that's been like, you know, you're not going to learn anything about me by asking me what I do for a living. Like yeah. that's not where my life has that's not where the focus of my life has yeah. been. And I really don't want that to be the focus of where my life goes. I've always you know? been surrounded by people that care a lot about that. Yeah, no, I think all, all of us I think that, that was my holdup for a long time or throughout my 20s was I had always had that mindset yeah. that we're talking about right now um, where it's all about the feelings and, you know, who we are, not what we do. Yeah. Uh, job-wise. Um, but... I think I kind of lived that way, but I always thought, and I've I'm always been a workaholic. I always will be a workaholic. I love to just do things and be working on something. Um, or if I'm if I have a job, like I love to spend a lot of time there because I usually create a family atmosphere there. Yeah. Yeah, and so, I always thought I needed to have that mentality of being career minded. So I think whenever I create a family, I'm career minded, but I'm not, I'm just family. I just, now I understand I'm family minded. Mm-hmm. And so whenever I go somewhere, I try to create, uh, I try to be a part of or create a family atmosphere. And I kind of just learned that about myself recently. Cause I was definitely hung up on, I thought I was just career minded. Like my happiness relied on a good career along with my own individual goals. Mm. But, I learned that that's not the case, which was good. I'm happy I learned that because that was Yay. rough. Yeah, absolutely. That's what, that's what it means to grow. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. We're going to grab one last refill, and then we'll come back with Brewer's Choice. See you in a bit. Cool. All right. Um, so we're going to be doing this thing probably every week where we're going to be giving you guys recommendations just on things that we've been listening to, watching, you know, eating. They're just pretty widespread recommendations. And we just want to, you know, use this as a platform to share our interests with you guys. Um, so, I mean, Jen, you can start us off. What is something that you have been... I would like to recommend... The Florida Project. It's oh. a movie on Netflix. Nice. So you have easy access to it. But it's, um, I like movies that just go through someone's day or life or I just want to know people's stories. Mm-hmm. Like pretend that I am living there for a little bit and then go back to my life. Nice. Yeah. I've, I definitely thought it was a really good movie. I, uh, big Willem Dafoe fan and I'm a mm-hmm. big, uh, you know, I think in anime they call them slice of life animes mm-hmm. where you're just literally just transported into somebody's life and situation. And you just exist with it. You just exist with it. And uh, this is definitely like a slice of life type of movie. Um, you just, you know, you feel such a connection with the characters. And Jen, when you told us you watched this, you were like, it felt like a childhood that you you didn't live personally, yeah. but you still connected with. Yeah. Yeah. And it's I feel like everybody is going to feel that way when they watch that movie because you feel so connected to it, even though it's probably something you've never experienced before. Yeah. This is a very specific situation. Um, <laughs> so I I, uh, I agree. Um, definitely a solid movie. 
surprised you haven't seen it yet, right? I have not seen that. I did not know it was on Netflix, though. So yeah. I saw it when I was scrolling through Netflix the other day, I think. And so I, I think I will watch because I'm a big Willem Dafoe fan. So. Gotcha. Um, I'm going to use my mind to talk about something and recommend something that we've talked about several times this episode, and that's uh, BoJack Horseman. <laughs> I want more people to watch that mm-hmm. series. And I know you may not love it. You know, we have a very, you know, uh, we have a, the example of that here. Like I, I told Jen about it. She watched it and she loved it. Bryce likes it. He just doesn't, like he said earlier, he's not in love with it like Jen and I are. Maybe um, we set our expectations maybe, too, yeah, maybe too that's high. Right. Yeah, so I won't do that this time around. I think it's a great example of, of you know, being an adult. Somebody said it, I, I'm forgetting who said it, but someone said it's a show about growing up for grownups. Like it's, there are various, uh, you know, various issues and stuff that are tackled in this show that I think are very adult. And I think most adults will be able to relate to in some way, shape, or form. Um, I actually think the animation style is really cool. I know that that's thrown a lot of people off, um, but I like it. I think the characters are great. I think the voice acting is great. I think it's hilarious. Um, Yeah, so BoJack Horseman, six seasons, all streaming on Netflix. It's a Netflix original. Check it out if you haven't. Uh, My recommendation is going to be music. Oh. Uh, I was trying to find, there's something I listened to recently that I really enjoyed, but I can't find it at the moment. But uh, we, uh, we as in me, Adonis and Jenna, talked about playing songs on repeat, or things we've listened to. We can just put on repeat and listen to it forever. Adonis is not of that field. I just think it's weird, guys. Uh, <laughs> me and Jen, uh, Jen and I, we can just have, maybe we'll find that song or that album that we really love, and we will legitimately... Okay, well, you say album, that's Okay, different. song. Let's go back to song. We'll okay. find a song, and you we can, can just listen to a you song. You can go on YouTube and like... Go, like Google the song and then mm. it'll be like for ten hours straight. Well, so, <laughs> like classical music I can understand. Anything outside of classical, I don't. I don't get. So um, I haven't listened to it recently, mm. but it has been on my mind a lot, uh, especially right now. And there's this artist Janet Devlin, and she has a song called Whiskey Lullabies, and she also sings it in Gaelic, uh, her natural tongue. She lives in Ireland, or she's from Ireland. And she sings it in each, and I had it on a YouTube repeat. I, there was one day, and there's been a couple times where I've just been able to, I had both side by side just on repeat for like what a few hours. Called? Whiskey Lullabies. That's a cool name. Yeah, and I would just listen to it on repeat over and over and over. Something about the, the tone, the way um, it grows in power. As the song goes along, it just every time it plays, it's just powerful and magical to me. And it's also it it, it is just like a lullaby. It also lulls me. Mm. And then it's I would just definitely recommend checking checking both out. Listen to both versions. Uh, very powerful. Again, Janet Devlin. Uh, last name is D E V L I N. All right, guys, that is going to wrap up this week's episode. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. Um, As always, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can send your emails into broodconvos at gmail.com. That's B-R-E-W-E-D-C-O-N-V-O-S at gmail.com. And you can find us on Facebook at Brood Podcast. Give it a like. And you can also find us on Instagram at Brood Podcast as well, where I post stories sometimes. 
You can also catch us on Twitter at Brood Convos. Again, it's at Brood Convos. All right, guys. Until next time, uh, I'm Adonis. I'm Bryce. And I'm Jen. Bye. Bye. Bye.